Welcome to the Feel Good News Podcast, a podcast created to highlight all the amazing things happening around the world. This is your host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Linnea, and we'd like to invite you to hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's get on to the show. What's up, guys? Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Feel Good News. <laughs> <laughs> Um, today we got some cool articles, um, and yeah, everything's good in the hood. How are you today, Lania? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Wow. Uh, this is the first time we will be recording at night. Yeah, it's a different vibe around here. Yeah, it's way different. We usually record these in the morning, but I don't know. Oh, you had a conference today. Yeah. So you were you were tuning into some That's pretty busy. botanical medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, we're doing it at night. Interesting. Uh, I took a nap, so I'm energized. Here we are. Uh, actually, that's a good thing to be grateful for. I was going to do that one. Are you serious? I was. You can have it. <laughs> no, no, no. I have something else. No, you can have it. Take that. Because uh, I have another one. But uh, all right. So let's uh, let's start this episode off with uh, what we're grateful for. Uh, last time we kind of forgot, but then we, you know, we didn't forget because we added Circle it in. <laughs> it was just late. So, uh, yeah, let's start this thing off. Uh, Linnea, what are you grateful for? Today I'm grateful for chocolate. I'm just going to keep it super simple. I just had a cookie and it was great. And I'm super thankful for that because it was delicious. And that was my mm, second or third time having chocolate today. <laughs> <laughs> what the are you eating chocolate when I'm not looking? No, we had pancakes this morning. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had those too. And there was probably something else that I had with chocolate today. Definitely was. We have too much chocolate in this house. I know, it's too good. And we haven't even touched the Costco bag of chocolate chips that we got. That's what we had with the pancakes today. Oh, that was in the yeah. pancakes? Mm. Nice. What, what kind of pancakes did you make? We had, so the way that I like to make it, I get like the, mm, I think it's called Birchers because we're gluten and dairy free in this house. And so this was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was the, Paleo mix. You're still coughing. I'm still coughing. I hate everything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's almost over it. I swear. <laughs> Jeez. Um, it was a paleo mix. And so I just dumped the whole gosh darn bag in there, followed the instructions for the water, and then put in pumpkin spice mix. That's my secret. Y'all are free to take that. It's delicious. And then sometimes I put some um, vanilla extract in there, but today I didn't. And then I put, I measure the amount of chocolate chips with my heart. Yeah. And it's just like... More like with your stomach. More like <laughs> with, with my whole being. And it was really delicious. So it was pretty great. It was a good Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah, it was a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. We got pancakes and uh, bacon. Yeah. Can't ate the whole wrong. pack of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then we got some, some syrup, some Canadian syrup. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh. I know I eat it every single day, so I'm very grateful for that, too. Yeah. It's probably not good to eat it every day, but it's too good. It's yummy. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I'm grateful for uh, hair ties. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, That's probably cute. an odd one for a male. That's really cute. But I, I don't know. I, I've been growing my hair out, and it's getting longer. And Ladies, I feel your pain. Okay. I understand now the mm-hmm. issues with long hair, um, like, like how long it takes to dry 
Yeah. After getting out of the shower and you're trying mm-hmm. to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I take showers at night, so. Uh, and then uh, waking up and it looks like a freaking oh mop. Oh my like, gosh, <laughs> today. So funny. I don't even know. It looked like you got electrocuted. It was really. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> and then it's all tangled. And then it's just so nice to have a little tiny elastic band. Yeah. That was invented to go around your hair to keep it from your face. Mm-hmm. And we are, well, I don't know if this is just me and you just use my hair ties, but like obsessed with the phone cord ones because it doesn't tug. It doesn't like pull your hair too tight. I don't yeah. get like headaches from using him. And it's just like a, my hair doesn't break. Yeah, they're relaxed. It's they're like nice. really relaxed, elastic. Yeah. Um, is that what they're called? Phone cord? I think so. Ties? Yeah. Yeah. Try them out, guys. They're, they're nice. And what's really cool, I haven't done this yet, but I've seen the video where you just like put them in hot water when they get a little stretched out and they go right back to their like initial oh, elasticity, which is super cool. That's probably why I broke that. Well, I broke one already. You did? Yeah. Because it was probably just too stretched out. Just too out. much. Yeah. Well, now I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. Um, And my hair's getting super long. Like I can almost put all of it into a, a tie, but I usually just do the half up, half down. Thing. Yeah, more casual. Yeah, man bun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. Now, guys, take a moment here and ask yourself or reflect on all the things you're grateful for, one or two or however many. But you can pause us and do that now. All right. So, excuse me, I'm like burping. We just had dinner. <laughs> um. I got, I think I got like four. Dang. Yeah, I got four articles for today. Bunch of interesting ones. Um, and the first one, we'll start out with super interesting. The first one's about aliens. Love it. We haven't talked about this yet. Wait, what? Aliens. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah, I don't, well, aliens, it could be good news or it could be bad news. This is true. But <laughs> So it depends on their motive. Well, it's feel good news, so it's going to be good stuff. So this one's, yeah, yeah. this one's going to be some good alien news because no one wants to hear about like abduction. Bad alien stuff. news. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the first article here is uh, it's titled 50 years ago, NASA sent a map into space to help aliens find Earth. That's now nice. they've got an awesome update. And before, you know, that sounds kind of clickbaity, like, oh, my God, did someone reach out? Like, did <laughs> an alien find it? No. Definitely something uh, I would click so on. So, we'll get into it. So, basically, um, NASA scientists shot a map into space that contains the position of Earth for aliens to find. The thing is, the update is that uh, when they shot it up, they were using a method that will run out of, uh, like, the accuracy of the location changes over time. And so they just found a way to to make sure like they'll shoot another map up and it'll last billions of years without wow. without like changing or like losing the location of Earth. Mm-hmm. But uh, in December 1971, NASA was excitedly preparing to launch the Pioneer 10 capsule that would not only study Jupiter for the first time, but set a path to drift out of our solar system. As Pioneer 10 would likely be the first Earth-made object to ever be discovered by aliens, the American astrophysicist Carl Sagan thought we should leave a message on board. His colleague Frank Drake thought we should send a map on board as well. So Sagan and Drake came up with a famous image, a line drawing etched into gold 
anodized aluminum plate that depicted the male and female frame with the male waving in what would hopefully be construed as a gesture of goodwill. It also depicted a simple diagram of our solar system and galactic coordinates for Earth. Hmm. And I have the picture here. It's it's really it's really cool looking. It's like um it'll be on my Instagram uh when if you're hearing this, but it looks like uh it looks like a freaking sci-fi movie mm-hmm. s- emblem like <laughs> like <laughs> like the classic like uh what's the name of the anatomical I was just thinking that it's something of who, man. Da Vinci drew that, right? Yeah. So think of that that symbol of Da Vinci drew of like the, ana- the anatomical man mm-hmm. within the circle. Like that's kind of what they look like. Uh but like it's on a gold plate. So you see that there? Wow. That's really interesting. So I guess it just shows, you know, human male and us waving and being nice and all that good stuff. No but, clothes uh, on. <laughs> the what? We're naked. Yeah, we're naked. Because <laughs> aliens need to know. Right. And it just kind of keeps things timeless. We can't wear, we can't be wearing a Gucci belt. No, crop top. Yeah. <laughs> Skinny um, jeans. Side part. The what? Skinny jeans and side part. Yeah, exactly. Some leggings. Mm-hmm. The TikTok leggings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens gonna be like she's thick mm, dang girl <laughs> um no well they're they're naked so <laughs> right so <laughs> you can tell it's probably bigger than, <laughs> than the <leggings>. there's no <laughs> secrets um yeah so so apparently the the map that they sent so they did all this stuff in 1971 they sent it out hoping you know aliens would find it and then locate us and we'd all be friends and do barbecues and Mm -hmm. hang out um but apparently the method that they used wasn't going to work for a long period of time because they were using pulsars uh to to basically locate earth and so a pulsar is the leftover body from a supernova explosion um and so they were kind of using that as like a landmark Mm mm-hmm uh, I don't want to get into it. Like, it's super complicated. Like, I was trying to, like, figure out how the hell this worked, but it's too much to to to, to explain. But anyways, so, yeah, they were they were using pulsars, but they found a new way uh, using hydrogen. Um, so using hydrogen and, and their electrons and the direction of their spin to to release a radio wave you see how like complicated so yeah <laughs> my also, eyes are already crossing yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah so they found this new way and they think it'll it'll be able to last for a billion years so they're gonna i'm not sure it didn't say when they would send it out but when they do um they'll have a new way to track us out and it, aliens you know maybe a million to billion years from now can maybe find it and then know that we're here mm-hmm. that'd be crazy yeah what do you think the timeline would be? First of all, let me ask you this. Is there another life out there? Uh, yes, I believe so. Why is that? There's just no possibility that humans are the only ones, that this is the only inhabitable pl- inhabitable planet with all of the galaxies and universes that exist. Yeah. And yeah. like, there's a lot of unexplained phenomena. Whenever I say phenomena, I always say, do, 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 phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where that's from and people know huh you'll you'll know we'll we'll talk about it okay i don't know where it's from but it was definitely like a thing in middle school i feel that it was like a commercial or something anyway so yeah, i definitely feel like with all these unexplained events and happenings that 
there's no way that we're the only ones. Yeah, I, I feel... I feel like we're definitely not alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's plenty of life forms. I just don't think any of them. Well, I don't know. See, like, I want to say, like, maybe it's just so large. It's hard to, to like, maybe they're not advanced enough to know that Earth is here yeah. or, like, even find it. Because it's, right. like, literally a needle in a haystack, yes. right? It's, mm-hmm. like, huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I don't know. And then I have this other theory that, you know, the aliens are the unidentified flying objects that have been disclosed recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also really cool. Good news. Actually, they're waiting on they're going to be releasing more um, like I forget. I saw it in the news somewhere. It was saying like um, they're going to basically the government's working on this other like giant release of documents Dang. Uh, that basically are, are going to talk about like more ufo oh sightings gosh. and close encounters yeah. and all that stuff so that'll be cool and we'll definitely report on it but uh yeah my my uh my other theory is that the the objects and the things that we're seeing now uh are us from the future oh like that's cool like we like parallel universe kind of i thing? think uh yeah i think maybe at some point humanity learns how to travel obviously like build these crazy aircrafts mm-hmm. and then also you know we learn how to travel dimensions and time and i think yeah maybe maybe that's us from the future that's the cool. other thing is like um we are becoming more symbiotic with technology right mm-hmm. like we're we're like creating it yeah but i think at one at some point like we're gonna merge with it mm-hmm and we're going to become part of it. Yeah. But, you know, so, so some people believe that is like we merge with technology and then we become like these robot cyborg type things. Yeah. And and then other people believe like we go into another, like we become like interdimensional beings that are like more energy based and uh, versus like versus like technology. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all just weird cookie ideas. But yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. I haven't heard yeah. those those theories before. Well, yeah, I don't know if they're like. I mean, some people believe that. I, I I'm not sure if they're like like actual theories. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's the first article. Cool. Pretty cool. We're gonna send a map out into space and hopefully meet some extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. Or they're gonna find it and be like, "Hey, let's go hang out at Earth." Yeah, everyone's naked and waving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right on to the next one so how far would you go to make sure that an animal was comfortable are we talking like a dog like what kind a bird a bird I don't know. Those I'm scared of birds. You're scared. I'm scared Sorry. of a lot of things. <laughs> so maybe maybe not too far. Or we just make someone else do it. Well, this uh, this article is about villagers who went without streetlights for 45 days. Wow. To help a bird and its hatchlings. That's nice. So uh, apparently, in um. A small town in southern India, mm-hmm. a native robin built her nest 
in an extremely inconvenient location. The village of Pataka <laughs> Let's try that again. The village of Patakudi. Dang, I wonder if I said it right. I bet you did. That yeah, sounded good. good. That sounded good. The village of Patakudi contains only 120 homes and has a total of 35 streetlights. <laughs> so, so tiny. So tiny. <laughs> um, unfortunately. The misguided mama bird had decided to set up housekeeping in the town's main lighting switchboard. Oh. So basically, uh, the one freaking light switch in right. the whole town for the street lights, <laughs> uh, the mom decided uh, to make it its nest. Jeez. And so this worker, uh, Karupu Raja, uh, went in to go turn it on one night because someone actually has to go wow. and flip the switch yeah. in order to light this city up. He went in to go turn it on and uh, noticed that the bird was there Mm -hmm. and sent a message out to the city on WhatsApp, which is also kind of cool. It's like everyone's connected. Yeah, everyone's all connected. Yeah. Um, And was like uh, that, you know, there was a bird there and and he didn't want to go near the nest like Mm -hmm. he he was wanting to protect it. Mm -hmm. And so he was able to persuade the whole city to to sacrifice, you know, light at night. Wow uh and so they did that they didn't leave it alone they said basically they would leave the lights off until the the hatchlings were able to fly Mm -hmm. and it lasted 45 days wow they went 45 days without lights for a single bird which by the way is it was an indian robin Mm. Uh, and it's a pretty bird it's like it's all black with a red bum and then like a white stripe through its through its wing oh that's pretty um so yeah, they, that's a, a really cute, nice story. Like someone, the villagers were willing to to give up light at night to to save this one little bird. I wonder how much their, I guess their like lifestyle changed from that. Because then, like if you think about it, you're kind of going with your circadian rhythm and not dealing with any sort of light stuff. Like when the sun goes down you start to go down kind of thing like how much that impacted them yeah i don't know yeah like maybe uh it it caused them to be home earlier be home and and spend time all together yeah even though there's only 35 streets i know so small yeah i wonder yeah it's 35 street lights 120 homes um but yeah maybe maybe it just prevented them from leaving it's just like yeah it's too dark so like everyone was getting probably good good sleep (laughs) yeah do you think that you would turn your lights on after 45 days at night oh i'm sure they i'm sure there was plenty of people that were like yeah i want want to do it yeah i don't know if i would i think it'd be like this is kind of nice and maybe do like like going forward like maybe even a couple days a week yeah but you go to bed at 7 p.m yes guys she goes to bed sometimes she goes to bed at like 6 30 p.m yeah i'm a sleepy girl that's too early sorry the sun's still out. Kids are still playing. And she's like knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> she's passed out. Yep. My parents always used to make me go to bed so early when I was little. Like I used to go to bed so early. Mm-hmm. I'd be laying in bed and I could hear my neighbors, the little kids just playing outside. Like literally. <laughs> like having the best time of their life. And yeah. I'm in my room <laughs> just like so bummed out. <laughs> just like FOMO. That's funny. Like crazy. I remember in the summertime when school was still happening, it'd be like nine fifteen, and like we would always go to bed at, like get in bed at probably quarter to nine, and like when the sun's still out, then it just feels so wrong 
to be in your bed. I just remember being like, this is weird. The, how late was it? It was like 9, 9.15. And the sun was still out? Yeah, it was like still bright out. It wasn't like up in the sky, but it was still bright outside. Dang. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Because like here, probably the latest that the sun sets is like... 7.30, well, 8. Yeah, probably 8. But like It nine. was never bright out <laughs> at 9. Yeah, it was super weird. It was. It happened for a couple, couple weeks in the summer in New York. Yeah. Like right before June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Doesn't but feel I don't right. know. I liked it. It was kind of cool. I felt like I was like in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> you would like it. <laughs> like, yeah, I go to bed when the sun's still up. Right. And I have I've blackout curtains. Old, yeah. I've always been an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the next article we have is about bikes mm. and bike tires this is like all your favorite things in one discussion i know right it's like aliens, aliens birds, birds and bikes, and bikes. <laughs> <laughs> also the title of this episode right <laughs> uh yeah i've been titling these episodes basically like with the subject just that's that's it's a good usually, way of titling <laughs> i guess that's how you that's what that's the purpose of a title guys <laughs> make sure you're titling things <laughs> this is really crazy what i've been doing guys listen up take some notes that's a, a profound idea <laughs> are you sitting down let's find the subject of the article and make that the title jeez <laughs> <laughs> so well uh anyways <laughs> Uh, so this article, what, oh, here's a question. Cause I like to always ask a question. It mm-hmm. gets your little brain. Your Excuse little brain. me. <laughs> your, cute, your cute big brain, your little brain. Um, it gets your brain thinking mm-hmm. and, uh, and it makes for a good conversation. Yeah. So what on a bike would you want to enhance if you had the ability to wait? I already said, did I say what it was? No. Okay, I just said bikes, right? Yeah, I just said bikes. Okay, perfect. Um, well, we were talking about bikes today. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Before we get into th- yeah, this is she a bad like person bikes, to ask. Her. See, I don't. I'm scared of birds. I'm scared of bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of aliens. This chick is like I'm scared. She needs a bubble. I do. My <laughs> qualm with bikes, and I really, it's because like. Like my mom crashed into a giant pole and we were riding bikes one time and I'm pretty sure I did too. And it's just like been a lot of trauma, just trauma with bikes that I just, I don't know, I'm scared. So like if I had to enhance something, it would actually be to make them smaller so I could touch the ground with my little tiny chopstick legs. You want a little clown bike? Yes. That's what you need. Yeah. Really? I just like scooters they're pretty great yeah scooters are great yeah but they just can't go fast you can't keep up i don't need to go fast yeah that's it she doesn't like speed either right anything dangerous Mm -hmm. or that can be dangerous or cause injury she just does not want no which means she only loves cooking sleeping that's pretty dangerous (laughs) (laughs) and and brisk walks yes love walks i'm a big fan of walks walks are boring walks are too slow not if you Cause I like my speed. Go fast. <laughs> I like to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what did you say you would enhance? 
the size <laughs> of it really <laughs> I'm going to enhance the size by making it smaller <laughs> no dehance that's a dehance yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, I, don't know, the thing. I don't know if that's a thing but it sounds right you well, just dehanced it I just like when, when it's kind of like flashy so like you want to bedazzle it I want to bedazzle it and like make it okay let's talk okay Let's talk about the mechanics of a bike. What would... Is this too much? No, it's not too much. I just, like, don't ride bikes, so I don't know what my qualm with them would be. True. Okay. What would well, you... Let's... Let me let me do this for you. What would you like oh, to I enhance? Know. I know, but, like, what would you like to enhance if you... Just even that you know the article. What would you want to do? What the article says. Oh, okay, fine. All right. Because it's the biggest issue with bikes. All right. Share it. Guys, okay. can you guess? What's wrong with bikes? But, uh, brakes. What could you enhance? No, brakes are good. Oh. Well, now we even got disc brakes and stuff. Hydraulic disc brakes, mm. which is amazing. But the one issue oh, with bikes... Oh, chain? Bi- no. Oh. Tires mm. going flat. Mm-hmm. So... Remember when we try to fill our tires on our newer bikes and I filled it up too much because I wasn't paying attention and exploded? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had just changed out the, the tubes on our bikes and... Um, I guess it w- the uh, it got they went stuck. in like lopsided, so it yeah. caused a little bubble, and so part of the the tire was like about to explode in it. You screamed, it popped out, yeah. And it, like she blew a hole in the hole. So like, why would I want to ride pinched. bikes? It was a, it was like a pinch flat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like super loud, I was scared to crap out of her. Uh, so yeah, if I was gonna enhance a bike, that would be the number one mm-hmm. thing. It's like mm-hmm. figure out how to make a tire that doesn't get flat. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they have tech where like little bike gel, um, like fix a flat gel or whatever, or like prevent. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. It's like green slime. Okay. You put in a bike, and you could run over nails and thorns and all that stuff. But mm. it's just not. Did you say bones? No, nails and thorns. Oh. It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> and <okay>. human bones. <laughs> um, and but it's just not like efficient enough. It mm-hmm. like it actually adds weight to the bike and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So. NASA actually invented tech for that was used for their rovers tires mm-hmm. and a small company is starting to use that tech for bikes. Wow. So um <clears throat> So originally invented by NASA for use on lunar and Mars rover missions, there's a new kind of bicycle tire that's elastic like rubber yet strong like titanium. It exhibits perfect shape memory without ever going flat. Flat. (laughs) (laughs) Without ever going flat. Essentially, it's the tire of dreams. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so this bike tire, it is, it's a alloy tire. So it's like somewhat metal. It's like a chain mesh type tire. Mm -hmm. And um, it can literally go over things. And absorb like punctures, like it it changes to the shape of whatever it's riding over. Wow! Uh, but it also doesn't ride like it's flat, because mm-hmm. you know how like if your tires are really flat, you can definitely go over stuff. Yeah. But it 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 slows down uh, your momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this this new technology, they're adding it to bikes. It's a company called Smart Tire Company. Uh, it's creative. And they should be launching this tire by 2022. Hmm. 
<laughs> so bikes will start to have it. So the benefits of this is, first of all, obviously your your bike won't go flat. Um, it could ride, it can adapt to uneven terrain, uh, including obstacles like gravel and potholes, and return to their shape without losing structural integrity over time. Uh, the other thing is it's like sustainable, so you're not wasting as much rubber mm-hmm. uh, in the production. Um, and uh, yeah, it's sturdy, and I think it's going to be the future of, of bike tires. So that really protects the frame too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it uh, I don't know. What do you mean? Like protects the frame how? Not, I guess not the frame, the... Um, the, the rim? The rim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll probably actually make the ride a little bit smoother. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I feel like there'd be a lot of bike tire companies that'd be kind of upset about <laughs> there being a sustainable bike tire. Mm-hmm. The other question is, how much is this thing going to be? I was be? just going to say pricing is going to be probably pretty nuts. Yeah. If that um, company has a monopoly over it, it's going to be a little crazy. Well, the other thing too is because if you think about like consumerism, no one wants to sell a product that someone's going to buy once. Yeah. And then that's like, true. So, you know, realistic, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how much they price it at and then how long it lasts. Um, maybe they'll just dumb down the technology just a bit so that it lasts maybe like a couple like, years before yeah. you have to replace it. Yeah. Apparently there are like teams of, uh, like in companies, there'll be a team that, mm-hmm. that studies the, the breakdown of a product, right? Like mm-hmm. the lifespan of the product, they mm-hmm. test it, mm-hmm. but there's actually one component of that team is to make sure that it does break, which is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, uh. Yeah, like, because uh, no one wants to build a product that lasts forever. Right. <laughs> so there's uh, there's teams that study how to, like, make it last just long enough. Mm-hmm. For an upgrade. Comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that I thought that was good news. It'd be, it'd be nice to have a bike tire that never has to go flat or doesn't go flat. You could literally just pull it out of the garage after months without riding a bike and not have to air it up mm-hmm. um, and just ride it anywhere. Yeah. Cool. And I'm maybe happy. they'll make one for your little tiny bike. Yeah. A tiny bike. Your ideal tiny bike. I'm so happy for you and your bike. Yeah, I need to get back on my bike. Guys, go go ride your bike. Go 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 do that. Yeah, go get on a go get on a if you don't have a bike, go get a bike. Get a three wheel bike if you need to. Um They got e bikes now, which are really cool. Mm-hmm. They can go they go pretty fast. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of bikes. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. A good bike. A good. You want to get a good bike though. A good bike is like maybe six hundred bucks or more. Jeez. Um, yeah. Don't get a Walmart bike. If you're gonna be, uh, unless you're gonna ride, like, depends how much you're gonna ride. Right. If you're gonna like ride, ride, like every day. Yeah. Like if you're gonna try to ride every day. Whatever. Get a good bike. Uh, it. it it definitely helps you'll you'll do you'll feel at least try it out go to a good bike store and be like let me try you know whatever your beginner starter bike and and just feel the quality of it and then go to walmart and ride one of their bikes and you'll be like whoa <laughs> yeah not gonna do that uh so yeah anyways last article for day t- for today um <laughs> did you know elon musk had a brother no yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> poor thing um yeah, imagine living 
<laughs> behind the shadow I know. of freaking Elon Musk. Jeez. Um, so his brother's name is, uh, I have it here, hold on. It's like Samuel. No, it's uh, it's a very interesting name, actually. It's uh, No offense to any Samuels. That's just a classic name. Darn it. Did I lose his name in this article? Anyways, so this last article, it's about Elon Musk's brother. He starts, he started a, uh, I guess it's like a company or a foundation. Mm -hmm. It's called Million Garden Movement. Mm. And the idea is to plant a garden for every household living in a food desert. Oh. So it's a really cool uh, charity. Uh, So they launched it on the Equinox. It's called the Million Garden Movement. Is a charitable and educational educational initiative that hopes to put a garden in every household, um, whether that's on a fire escape in a window box or as a part of a community garden initiative. A fresh fruit or veg on every plate. That's cute. So, uh, so basically, Elon's brother teamed up with uh, a couple other guys, and oh, his name's Kimball. That's a cool name. Kimball, yeah. Kimball Musk. Um, he basically teamed up with these other two people from uh, Modern Farmer, uh, which is the uh, uh, the owner and the publisher, Frank Gustra uh, of Modern Farmer. Uh, they basically put together this uh, charity that is giving little green garden units to homes and classrooms where you know the area they're, they're like not close enough to a convenient or like a, an actual grocer mm-hmm. so like for those of people listening that don't know what a food desert is it's it's basically an area in like a small i don't know say like a small town yeah where you know the closest convenient or not co- the closest grocery store that sells produce and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's it's like not close yeah right it's it's like miles away yeah and they're surrounded mostly by fast food chains and or convenience stores Mm -hmm. that sell more processed food than anything Uh, and it's a huge issue um and so part of the the idea behind this is to to get people to learn how to grow their own food um so that they can you know create their own produce Mm -hmm. so here's some stats they talk about um so one study from 2017 found that 5.6% of Americans don't have adequate access to fresh food. And just in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, 125,000 people live outside of a convenient distance from the supermarket. Wow. So that's that's quite a bit of people. Yeah. You know, and if they can't go to the supermarket, well, what do you think they're eating? Right. It's going to be Junk. like nasty processed mm-hmm. food. Uh, here's another quote here or another uh, stat is uh, according to the Journal of Extension, the average home vegetable garden produces six hundred and seventy seven dollars worth of fruits and vegetables every year, which is kind of like a like an incentive to like, guys, start start, you know, growing your own stuff. You yeah. can you can be sustainable. You can teach your kids how to, you know, pick up these healthy habits and mm-hmm. learn how to grow your own food. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea behind this whole thing. Um, so you can find their Instagram. Uh, uh, there's a hashtag. It's called hashtag million garden gardens movement. Uh, it has over 300 posts on Instagram. Uh, and it started 7,300 gardens in total since the since when they launched this thing. Uh, 
and about 632 of them have wound up in schools to teach kids about gardening and how to grow how to grow a new generation of garden savvy adults basically mm. so the idea is just you know getting kids to learn about the importance of uh of sustainability and gardening yeah. in general yeah and you could join the community you could donate ten dollars to give a garden to a family that can't afford it uh, or that lives in the food desert uh, and so yeah just type in um, million garden movement and you can find all their stuff so yeah, that was the last article. I thought that was really nice. That was nice. I feel and I feel like I just had this conversation with someone, but I was like, man, oh, you know, oh, it was with uh, Dylan, the biologist mm-hmm. that I had on my other podcast, yeah, on Doctor Mike's Universe. Um, he, we kind of talked about gardening and home gardens mm-hmm. and how they've they've blown up a lot totally. recently over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I feel like we're moving more towards like sustainable. The younger generations are more, they're more focused on like sustainability and right. like getting in tune with Mother Earth and mm-hmm. nature and stuff, which is really nice. So, um, yeah, uh, this is another stat. This is kind of a, and I, I spoke about this on another podcast. I think it was like, there's 40, I'm pretty sure it was like 40 million acres of lawn in the U.S., which is the single largest agricultural crop. Wow. Even larger than corn and soy. Mm-hmm. So a, a lawn, literally like... A lawn is your crop. Grass, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. the front yard is the single largest agricultural crop. When it doesn't produce anything. Nothing. Yeah. You know, and so uh, the point of that post was to show like we need to start thinking about more sustainable ways uh, to... Or s- better ways to use that space. Mm-hmm. Because think about if every... If every lawn was turned into a garden, we'd have so uh, we'd have an abundance of food. Yeah, you know, uh, and I'm sure there's creative ways to do it. I just think more and more people need to come on board, and I, I see that happening Me slowly, yeah. for surely. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Awesome. That was the last one. Yeah. Those are I'm not f- scared of gardens. What? I'm not scared of gardens. Yeah, you, yeah. Except the bugs in them. Well, no, I can deal with bugs. Like. You can you? I'm not bad with bugs. <laughs> well, that's good. You can at least do a garden. We need to get, we have kale in our garden. Yeah, it's cute. It's thriving. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can eat it though. Uh, it looks kind of weird. It's got like cat pee on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, well, that's it for this episode, guys. Um, if you haven't already followed, give us a follow. And if you have any articles, submit them. We'd be happy to to name some of them. Uh, or uh, go over some mm-hmm. really cool articles. But yeah, thanks for being here. And we'll see you at the next one. Have a great week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Oh, wait. Can't make, okay. Turn it off now. <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. Also, if you have an article you'd like to submit, you can find our contact information in the description. Can't wait to chat again next week. Bye, guys.